Welcome to the Black Girl Journey. Two black women on this journey called life. Discovering how to manage our finances. Intimate relationships. Work-life balance. Growing our faith. A little pop culture. And anything else black girls may journey through. Journey with us every Monday on Apple and Spotify. Are you curious to know what we use to record our podcast? We use Anchor. Anchor is a platform where you can record your podcast, check your analytics, add music, and it'll stream to many different platforms. If you're looking to record your podcast, head over to Anchor. Welcome back. Welcome back to another week, y'all. Mm-hmm. Missed y'all. Ooh, y'all ready to get into this thing? Let's get into it, because we're recording this real late. So okay, we, we got to keep pushing today. We got to keep pushing. <laughs> keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Let's start with the check. Yes, check it, check it. How was your week, fool? Yo. Yo. My week was so long, but it was a good week. Um, I feel like I'm trying to rush through this because it's really late, but... <laughs> Um, Monday, we buried my uncle, which was very sad, but also like a good home going. Um, work in school, have been working in schooling this week. Um, and then Thursday, my uh, cousin's wife got induced, Shanti, Shanti Lou, and I've been over their house um, since Thursday till Sunday. And you came and hung out with me, which was really nice. And the baby came on the Friday night, and I just I love that little chickpea. When I first held her, I cried. I'm just so proud of my cousins, um, especially like Shanti, because to give birth, wow, it's amazing. And I'm proud of Sterling too. Um, but yeah, no, they've had a long journey, and that is baby girl's name. Her name is Journey, and I just, uh, I'm so in love. I'm so in love. And then we had a girls' dinner celebrating one another. Um, Saturday night, which was really fun. Love our friends. They're funny. Literally. Just a, a funny bunch. But that's what my week has just been full of family and moving parts. And it's been a good week. Jesse, how's your week? Um, I had a pretty long week this week, too. Um, my favorite co-worker put in her notice this week. But it's all for good things because she did receive a promotion. And she is no longer going to be with me at the Anatole, but I'm very proud of her. And I'm very happy for her. Although I want her to stay, I know she has to go to go do bigger and better things. Yes. Which resulted in some really tough decisions from me this week. But I know it's for the best. Um, I won't be going to LA just because of some work conflicts and things of that nature. However, I trust Mo is going to go and put on for the pod and it's going to be great. And then obviously we had our girls dinner on Saturday. And then we got to meet baby Journey and hang out with her. And our favorite dog, Cousin <laughs> Nipsey. Cousin we Nipsey. love Cousin Nipsey. Yes. But it was overall a very great week slash weekend. Yes, for those who missed last week's episode, which I hope you did it because it was so good with Jasmine Madrid. Um, we announced that we got a scholarship to LA to the podcast convention, so we were planning on going to LA. We were planning on going to LA regardless. Without the scholarship, it was just such a blessing that we got it. Um, but now only I will be going, which I am sad about too. I keep hoping maybe something will happen. But at the end of the day, I think this is for our good, and mm-hmm. we're still going to put on for the pod. So 
It's going to be really, really good. But what's one thing God has done for you this week? God has given me grace even when I was upset. Because when I found out, I was really sad and upset. And then um, he taught me the true meaning of like selfless and putting people's needs before mine and desires. So kind of sitting into that and knowing that, you know, I probably could still go to L.A., but for the betterment of my team and my people around me, having to make that sacrifice to make sure that others are healthy and happy is better than doing what I want for myself. Yes, that's that's a hard one and a good one. Um, this week, God has just shown up in many ways. Um, again, like when we lose a life, we also gain a life. So that was just a beautiful gift from God. Um, and I'm so thankful for my family that he continuously blesses us, even in the midst of sadness. Um, I'm also grateful for friends who just hop on board because our good friend will be coming with us to L.A. And like he literally asks no questions. And I know he's going to be a good assistant as well as help have a little fun as well. But like, no, mm-hmm. friends don't come like that every day. He's just like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go to on the fly. And I was like, wow, that's really selfish of you too. Because you probably got things to do. I just told you a month before. So Literally. God is good and he's been working. And I'm just thankful for all the blessings in disguise. Um, well, let's move on to question of the week. So the question this week is something I saw on TikTok, which I usually get my questions from anyway. Um, and this one was really good. I think it goes hand in hand with Black History Month. Again, it's the Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Is black boredom a trauma response? Yes. It is. I thought that was so good for it. The girlies were talking about it on TikTok. And I was like, this is so true. It dates back to slavery. Like, black people just do not know how to rest. We don't know how to not, how to be still. And I think that, again, this stems from slavery, but also, like, having to prove ourselves all the time and feel like we have to be we have to work twice as hard to get twice as less like those narratives and things that we've been taught since the end of slavery through Jim Crow like we have to work hard and if we're not working hard we're seen as lazy and it's just like no I need a break I'm tired (laughs) no I totally agree and I think like tonight's a perfect example like this week I shuffled my parents back forth from the airport which I would do any day our family members had a baby, like, and then passing of people and work in school. And yet, like, I love y'all and I love this podcast. But yet we are here recording late at night just because we know what it takes. But I'm sure, like, none of you would mind if we took a breather. But in my mind, like, there's just, there's no time. Yeah, I think that's another trauma response, like, the lack of time. Although we, like, wake right. up at, like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, like, we still hear us be like, oh, I don't have enough time in the day, like. That's just a lot of, like, trauma response and just not allowing ourselves to take a moment to breathe. Especially in the black community, because my white counterparts be so laissez-faire. Oh, it'll get done. But who gonna do it? That's my question. (laughs) That's always, like, who's gonna get it done? Right. Yes. No, I definitely think the black community suffers from being bored. And it is good to have independent play as I would say like be bored have time to relax have time to yourself yes independent play as an adult is extremely important especially if you didn't get that in the household growing up too like 
if you grew up with a bunch of people around you, your solo time is extremely important, and it's it's okay. Yes, it's okay to do things by yourself. It's okay to take a break, black people. It's okay to relax. But I will. I would be lying if I said I still wasn't. I still am working on that. Like yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And it definitely stems from, like you said, getting ahead. Like I feel like I gotta work a little harder. Work a little harder. Work a little longer. But like we said at dinner, like one day the playing field will be equal, and things will be different. We can only hope. By the grace of God. Let's move it to this mental health check. On a scale of 1 to TZ, how's your mental health? I am at a 6.5, just because I'm sad about LA <laughs> and Brenda leaving. For some reason, I don't. I didn't think you were that sad about LA. I mean, like, I am because I'm just like, dang, you're going to have fun with uh, me. I want you to go. every day like something's gonna happen something's gonna happen to where she's gonna be able to go and like our friend is like of course if she's able to go like i will step aside but i'm just like i'm very hopeful (laughs) this week or so like obviously we have to make sure he gets his information on the plane and things like that but like i'm hoping like maybe even wednesday poof Something, something happens. Something happens. Something happens. But I know it's more... I did, yeah, I didn't think you were sad. I am, but it's just like, I understand the sacrifice. So I like... Yeah. It, it's that in between. Like, I can understand the sacrifice and be, like, active and happy, but still be sad, like we talked about in church. Right, like, right. Like, carrying both emotions. And it's just like, I'd rather not be sad because I know the sacrifice is worth it. Yeah, I just think, like, unfortunately, it's like... Like you said, if you did went, or like, I don't even know if she, uh, you know who she is. Like, if she's allowing you to go or is not allowing you to go. But her reasoning for allowing you not to go is just for the betterment of the team. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what well, can you say no? Then I won't have a job. Yeah, exactly. So. Then I won't have a job. Exactly. So, so it's so. like, it's, it's one of those, it's a bittersweet moment. And she knows that you want to go, too. So I'm sure if, like, there is a way, she'll make a way. Yeah. I trust your boss in that. And we love her dearly, too. Yes, very much so. Uh, but, yes, uh, my mental health this week is definitely at... I would give it a 7.5. <laughs> um, again, I'm just so ecstatic for my family and the things we've been going through. But, man, am I tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, me and Kayla were supposed to go to the bookstore today, yes, and I, like, that. totally forgot. <laughs> she was like, girl, no worries. Like, I am winded, too, so let's just take this week and relax. And we already had our girl time. I was like, thank you so much for understanding, because I don't even know how I'm going to get through this week. <laughs> like, by the grace of God, I'm thankful I'm here. I'm awake. But, like, just thinking about the work we have to do this week. And, like, we really haven't had, like, good sleep either. Like, I love my cousin's house. They made it so cozy for us. But I just, like, we in a different space, too. You can't really sleep the way you yeah, want to. Yeah, like, you're you know making that's your sure. House. Yeah, like, their house is taken care of, which I would do any day. And, like, the dogs, though. But, like, you know, you just feel. And with all that excitement about the baby, too, yes. like, I just could not sleep. There was just so much going on. Yes. You could feel it. The dog was excited. Right. He was all up on us. I was like, it's okay, buddy. Calm down. We're all tensed up. <laughs> like, so, yeah. But we did, like, what was fun was getting a purchase that we would never buy. <laughs> we went to Aritzia, y'all. Ooh, no talk about that. Pay. 
Okay, I don't, I don't no, it's know. No, it's fun. We don't ever do that. So, like, once every blue moon to, like, spend a little money on something, like, we really want, and then we'll use again. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing that. I'm wearing that skirt again this week. Okay. I don't care if I wear it 17 times in one day or in one week. I'm wearing it again. Okay, because that was... Because that thing was... Too- so there's only two sales a year. Ma'am. Aritzia, get your life. Please Two sales a year. And you know what? It's so funny, though, because, like, the stuff is such good quality. Yes. And, like, it makes you want to buy it. But it's just not affordable. No, and there's no, like, sale rack. At all. They're, they ain't got a sale rack. Like, I said, girl. And it's just the fact that they only have a sale two times a year. Like, who do you think you are? Dude, I am so interested after she told me that and looking up, this is just me being, like, businessy looking up her the marketing for that because women keep buying it and like you said it's good quality but just like no sale but that's the thing like good quality and you don't have to buy it as often though hopefully we're gonna test it out i will see it's oh, my first oh, article from this is true Aritzia. other than keisha and i'm sure she's still wearing her stuff too yeah, but i'm pretty sure she does we're gonna test this out test it out test it out all right jesse hit them with the recap Yes, as you guys know, we are still in our mental health series. Um, So we did a little intro to our mental health. We got through the holidays with Holiday Blues. We recapped 2023 because, you know, we're in 2024 now. Welcome to 24. (laughs) Um, We touched on anxiety, depression, bipolarism, ADHD. And then for Black History Month, we started off with Black Mental Health. And we talked a little bit about I Am Not Your Shanae and last week, we had an amazing guest, our friend Jasmine, with You Are Not Your Anxiety. That episode went up, boy. The numbers are doing so great. We're so proud of her. Yes. Uh, stepping stone for other things for her to do. But this week, we are back. It's still Black History Month. This is the last week of Black History. So we are wrapping Black History Month up with a Black History episode. And today... The episode is called Brown Paper Bag Test. We are talking about colorism today. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you some water. Well, get you a snack. I'll get you a little snacky snack. Okay, today okay. we are talking about colorism. Colorism. And mm-hmm. some of y'all are colorists. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're going to let you maybe live today. And if y'all know what we look like. Y'all better know what we look like by now, y'all. Come on now. We don't post pictures often, but you know, we're, you see We us. are two dark-skinned African-American <laughs> women. We both wear our natural dresses. Yes, okay. okay. <laughs> Gotta fix my hair. Okay. Today, so we ready for y'all if y'all got something to say. Come on with it. <laughs> Come on, what they say on the medical. Come on, please. Okay. Come on. I ain't scared. Only person I'm scared of is Jesus. Amen. And my mama. And my mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. Well, we're going to get into this colorism episode, but you know it's coming up next. Stay tuned. We're going to have to have, whoa, the words. <laughs> we're going to have a little break, and we'll be right back. Hey. 
Have you ever wanted to take a moment away from the noise in your life but feel like you haven't had the time? Or do you get anxious while you're at work or school? Well, we have the perfect drink for you. Moment. Moment is a meditation drink with no artificial flavors, caffeine, added sugars, or junk. You can find clarity with L-theanine and reset with ashwagandha. These natural adaptogens increase alpha brain waves just like meditation. Moment comes in many flavors like blueberry ginger and cherry hibiscus. You can also purchase it in steel or sparkling. If you want to give yourself a break, try Moment and enter the code the Black Girl Journey in all caps at checkout for a discount. Take a moment. Thanks for taking a moment with us. Um, get your moments. It's almost summertime. You know you need a refreshing drink. Link in our Instagram bio, 25% off. Yes, and it's still alcohol-free year for some people. <laughs> yes, I've been going strong. Oh, Ain't nothing there, ain't nothing there. But yes, I've been going real strong. I've been going real strong. Make you a mocktail with the moments, y'all. Yes, they've actually been putting that on their Instagram page, like how to make a moment mocktail, so get into it. Um, but let's hop into this episode about colorism. And you know how we start, it's always with the definition. And after I give the definition, I'm going to give a little history on colorism. And Jesse, chime in while I'm giving history, if you want. Okay. It, it's a little long, but yeah, if you yeah. have a little two cents, No, you're in. fine. Go ahead. But let's start with the definition of colorism. Colorism is prejudice or discrimination against darker toned skin, typically among the same ethnic group. In the history behind colorism, in American history, slavery constituted a strict caste system that distinguished black slaves by their skin tone. Lighter-skinned slaves were usually mixed-race and favored by white slave owners. These lighter-skinned slaves were frequently fathered by white slave owners, typically from non-consensual sexual relations with female slaves, and were therefore privileged. Unlike dark slaves, lighter-skinned slaves were spared physically um, from strenuous outdoor work and instead held domestic indoor jobs like housekeeping and closer contact to whites. Over time, these privileges um, provide... Oh my lord, my, my words. These privileges allowed lighter-skinned Blacks to become more educated and to own more property. Furthermore, to maintain elite status and privileges, lighter-skinned men engaged in social practices to exclude darker-skinned Blacks from entering their social groups. These practices, these practices included the paper bag test, which banned blacks from joining um, fraternities and their skin tones were darker than a brown paper bag. The comb test, which banned blacks with coarse or nappy African hair combs could glide through it. And the blue vein society, which banned blacks whose skin tones were too dark to see the blue veins on their arms. These findings consistently indicate that light skin, light skin tone resulted in clear social economic advantages. That's a lot to read from you. It's late at night. <laughs> Sorry if I stumbled. No, you're fine. Um, I think that was a very clear and direct definition and a little bit of background history, especially when we touch on like our own people, the fraternities, the sororities, and how... I said a lot about that when I was researching. Okay. How they had like the brown paper bag test and you can like it's gotten better for sure but in the olden days like when our parents were coming up or even our grandparents you can kind of tell that they still had some of those practices yes the blue vein one got me because you have to be very dark to not see your veins and i am a darker toned woman but you can see my blue veins and that's not for every dark-skinned woman look 
You can you, see mine. You can clearly see mine blue as day, though, like, on my arm. So, for that to have been a rule, though, I would pass. But I'm a dark, I'm a dark woman. It depends on if it's the summertime or not, I guess. <laughs> A little darker in the summertime, but oh, it's just like, um, it, it's very interesting the lengths that people went through and still go through today yes. to separate themselves from being a darker skin tone. Yes. Well, let's get into it. Have you experienced colorism before? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, I think the first time I really ever experienced colorism was from my own family. Oh, yeah, that story eats me up every time. Every time. Um, and even people from outside of my family. So, like, I am the darkest sister mm-hmm. amongst me and my sisters. And my mom is fair skinned. She's very light skinned. So, when most people meet me and they see my mom, they're confused. Me. <laughs> they're confused because my mom is very light skinned. And so, when I was younger, some people would be like, oh, you're adopted. And I'd be like, no, fool, this is my mother. You can literally see. Yeah, I know. You guys look Yeah, alike. you can see the resemblance. And then um, my sister, one of my sisters, when we got into an argument, she told me, because uh, I was living in Georgia at the time. You know yeah. how kids be. You'd be like, hey, y'all from Georgia. Don't play with me. She was like, what GA stand for? Gorillas of America? I was like, girl, you ain't got to call me a monkey now. Hold on, big back. Don't play with me. <laughs> don't Don't go back there. Don't go oh my gosh but it's just it's just like things like that that make people try to make made try to make me hate my skin yeah make you hate yourself but my grandma is well was god rest her so it was dark skin and she always tell me i was pretty and i was like if ruby jean think i'm pretty i'm pretty baby amen yes no i too have experienced colorism and mine was a lot in middle school like kids would like tease me about my skin color i don't know it was just it was weird it'd be from black people it'd be from your own oh, people. people yes tease me all the time but and like i would tell my mom be so upset but like my mom used to like your grandma always just tell me like i'm beautiful and she was like there are people in this world who are darker than you she's say like there are people who are blue black and they're still beautiful as well yes. and so i i gained tough skin but kids were just so mean and like in middle school, too, they'd form little groups, too. And some of the girls, now that I think about it, they weren't even that light, light-skinned. Like, they were, like, maybe a caramel, you know, something like that. They were just, like, or a, a, a shade smidge lighter, lighter. Right, yes. A smidge lighter. And then I got, I experienced um, colorism secondhand through Tyson, actually. Because, like, Tyson, uh, my younger brother, is super light. He takes after my Nana, and he has two dark-skinned parents. And when he was born, he was even lighter because, you know, babies ain't in the sun. So we'd be in the store and stuff, and people would ask my mom, like, is this your baby? Oh, your baby's so cute. Is this your baby? Like, oh, she'd be so pissed. Like, And it's just so rude. Like, what am I, the help? Like, what do you mean yeah, is this is my mean? baby? I think people fail to, even in our own community, although we know we come in different shades, like, it's a shock to see it. And it's just like, why is it a shock that, we are all not the same skin tone. Even the dark-skinned males would make fun of you, which I thought was crazy. Don't get me to get it on We're going to get into it later, but I'm just like, that is so wild to me. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like... Yeah. We're going to touch on this later, but we'll, yes. we'll, we're going to get into it deeper later, but we can touch on this now and how, like, you know, how that affected us like learning how to date and stuff and like being attracted to certain people in like high school and middle school and like 
boys who are darker than you talk about i don't date girls as dark as you like sir you're darker than i am what are you talking about i I don't date dark-skinned girls i don't like crispy girls i said who you calling crispy sir you're mammy (laughs) and even then i wouldn't be like ew you're black as night but sir you are darker than me yeah i just i would be so confused because it's just like why What's going on? <laughs> Did even oh, let me not t- get too deep into it because we're gonna touch on it later. But let's go over some ways like what does colorism look like? And mm-hmm. um, I'll start it off. Um, exclusion, as we've been talking about from certain groups because of the way you look. So this is primarily in social groups, like I mentioned earlier in the history. Um, fraternities and sororities is one, and I really hate to say that because we love our divine nine, but. They are some of the people who did do the uh, brown paperback test. And don't come for me. This is on the internet. It's source, baby. So, <laughs> if this is your sorority or fraternity, that's just how it was back in the day. You, We've excelled. But things like sororities, fraternities, or friendships, like we've just mentioned, like us having friends in middle school or even high school, um, discriminated against you. I've literally seen people in middle school, like, not choose people on the kickball team, <laughs> Because of skin color, which is so, it's just so mean. Um, And unfortunately, it was mainly our African students um, who are beautiful, who also come in different shades, though. But like the darker students never got chosen or never, like you said, are chosen to date or chosen to hang out. Um, Now they they can't keep their hands out the cookie The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. The dark of the very, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big <laughs> um, Another way that you can see colorism is um, through the Indian caste system, which affected your economic status as well. Yes. So in India, they separated people by the, their skin tone. So if you had a darker color skin tone, you were seen as obviously the help, um uneducated and you were put in the lower parts of the city compared to someone who was lighter skin tone um you were put in more predominant areas better education better schools um better income better job opportunities Mm -hmm. so not only does it affect you socially it affects you economically as well yeah i'm trying to think of um the name that they called them it's like the Dalets or something like that in india who's still like to this day like they have to pick up the trash on the street and get in the sewer and clean out the sewer it's so sad and they're all darker toned indians um and just to follow that up it just doesn't affect like we like we're talking about black people um it affects working opportunities for existence. Uh, existence, for example, in the Hispanic community, according to Pew Research Center's National Survey of Latinos, a majority of Hispanic adults say having darker skin hurts the, their ability to get ahead in the United States, which I find really sad. And I, obviously, I would never know that if I didn't do my research. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have Hispanic friends, um, but they're also lighter tone. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I think also one thing that, like, it alludes to without saying it, like, in Caribbean culture and, um, like, mm-hmm. Central African culture, like, the skin bleaching. Oh, that yes. is a huge thing in a lot of Caribbean cultures in Africa. Like, you see people bleaching their skin to get to a certain point of, like, 
fairness so they can be seen as attractive and better opportunities for them and things of that nature and like there's a lot of people now like we're trying to turn it around or there's people going against skin bleaching um, companies I think in the most recent years Black China was actually in the news because she was promoting a skin bleaching company and if you look at her from when we first saw Black China to now like yes our skin tone does change but there was like she was she was like our skin tone and now she's like very like almost like a lighter brown I can't even remember what she looked like when she was on Rack City. But, yeah, that's definitely a harsh thing. I know, for some reason, light equals wealth. Like, the lighter you are, the wealthier you are. And, unfortunately, like I read to you guys earlier, it's just been that way since the days of dawn. Like, since slavery up until now. If you're lighter tone, you get more privileges. If you're darker tone, you don't. uh, Which, uh, you'll bring up... And the next point, which I think goes hand in hand with like the skin bleaching, but like why darker tone people don't get the same opportunities as lighter tone people. Yes, for sure. And then the next point is I did a little research and it, um, colorism also affects how you are treated in the educational system. Um, so per Time Magazine in 2013, researchers Lance Hannon, Robert Dafina, and Sarah Brunch found that black female students with darker skin are three times more likely to be suspended in school compared to their lighter-skinned African-American counterparts. I still agree. So it's automatically, when you look at someone dark-skinned, um, the notion that they're aggressive and they're the aggressor comes out. Mm-hmm. And they are non... Like, they have attitudes and all those negative connotations that come along with when most people see darker-skinned people. Yeah, one of my favorite TikTokers, and again, I'm spacing on her name. It is late, y'all. I'm trying my best. But um, she was telling a story time about how, like, she went to... She's African. She went to a predominantly white school, a very, like, wealthy school. And these two girls came in, like, the study room. She was, like, in middle school. And they're just, like, saying weird things, like, do you like Pop-Tarts? I like this. Do you like stickers? And whatever. She's trying to do her work. Mm-hmm. And the two girls literally take her pens and her markers, open them, shove the pen in her ear, and then start scribbling on her face. And literally, she said, even at that age, I knew all I could do was sit there until they were done, because then I would seem like the aggressor. And then after they finished terrorizing her, like, she told the principal, and, like, they did something about it. Those girls got suspended. Um, The older girls in the high school, the black high schoolers were like we got your back like never feel like you're alone blah 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 but then like the study hall teacher came up to her like after all this happened it was like why didn't you come to me eluding like it was still my yeah fault. her yeah. fault like what i just yeah it'd be stories like that baby and that i i had to learn at a young age not to fight back because i've always defended myself whether it be with my words or my hands, I've always <laughs> <laughs> not to skate. You want skate over that? Skate over that real quick. Um, but just it, I think just growing up as a darker skinned child with lighter skinned sisters, like having to always stand your ground gets tiring against your yeah. own people, against you know teachers who are supposed to protect you, and you know, well, why are you yelling? You don't have to speak so loudly, bro. 
She's literally yelling at me across the room. What are you talking about? Why are you pointing at me? Yeah. OMG, I've seen that happen in the classroom. Yeah, for me, I've just, like, unfortunately in middle school, I was very shy when girls made fun of me. Like, I would go home and cry to my mom. I was just really sad. But I always knew I would eat them up one day. So, <laughs> and I just kept that mindset in my head. Like, mind you, I, I was that student who I feel like was liked by everyone. I was a very friendly child, but there was just a few of those girls. You'd just be like, it's all right, because I'm going to just eat, eat you, you up. One and, like, I I always felt the need to, like, protect myself and protect my circle. So it was just like I could never just allow them to try to belittle the people around me or myself. Because I was like, girl, I knew I was that girl in middle school. I knew I was that girl yeah. in elementary school. And I'm still <laughs> that girl to this day. Did you ever have light-skinned friends who treated you differently? No. Most of my lighter-skin-toned friends treated me normally, in my opinion. They mm-hmm. never really were, like, mean or rude or anything like that. But they were also, um, they had black mothers, yeah. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't experience yeah. light skinned friends with non black mothers until high school, mm-hmm. and by then I had already seen the differences on how they treat each other. Yeah. So I kind of naturally kept my distance. Yeah, I feel like the privilege is different. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when you're around lighter toned friends, like I'm not saying this is our friends specifically, but like they don't realize the privilege they have because they are lighter. And that's something um, Jasmine touched on last week, though, towards the end of our episode, like being a biracial woman. And obviously, like she has to go through things, too. But she also realizes like the privilege she has. Um, and who was talking about the other band on Who Plays on Grey's Anatomy? He was talking about that, too. Like he, uh, now, now, look, I just forgot his name. God, yeah. no. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking the, about. With the He was saying, like, he um, would rather people talk about, like, how hard it is for other black people. Like, he knows he's light-skinned. And he has, why are we talking about light-skinned privilege? He's like, let's talk about the actual need here. Yes. If you find that interview, y'all. I forget what his it. name is. I don't know why. It, and it's Me not. Too. I literally right the only light skinned man that's coming to my mind right now is Jesse Smollett, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I know that's not him. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but it it is very interesting because like now we're in a stage of our society where we're really focusing on representation. Yeah. And how much that matters, but at the same time, it's not the representation in realistic form. Yeah, I, still, I think some companies are doing good. Um, but for some, even in the industry, like the lighter toned black woman is always preferred. Or there was like maybe four dark skinned black women who you know of. Like in the modeling world, you can name them off your hands. It's just a repetition of the same actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if they do branch out, it's never... I want to say it's never American, like, you know, it's normally someone from the UK or something like that. And somebody's like, well, it's an American story. Why don't you get an American black actor yeah. to play this person? That's what they're saying about that Bob Marley. I ain't seen it yet. I heard it was good. But I heard like, it was good. I not did. one Jamaican was in the movie. Which is, again, problematic. Like, you know, that's their story. And yes, mm. we are all affected by it. But how... How can someone, not saying that you can't relate, but you fully don't understand the depths of it? Yeah, and that, that's kind of shying away from colorism, but at the same time, it's like, why can't we see our people who look like us on screen? Yes. And chosen 
And they, they, you know, they had a password for that stuff about business. Well, you know, get into it, Jesse. What's the next? <laughs> we were talking about next about colorism. So we touched on this earlier. And my question is for both the listeners and you. Do you feel like our generation now is covering up colorism with a preference? Could you explain that a little bit? Um. So, you know, people do have preferences when they date, you know. You prefer to date someone who's Christian. You don't prefer. You prefer to date somebody who has like certain athletic features and things of that nature. But now, um, the question going deeper: when people say, "Oh, I prefer to date people of lighter skin tone, mm-hmm. people with curly hair," like when it becomes too specific, are we yes. now replacing colorism? Or with I mean, preference. preference with colorism. Yeah, I think you got it right the yeah, first yeah. time. Yeah, preference. Your colorism to preference. Yes. Yes. Um, my answer would be yes. So that's just based off the people we know. Um, yes, we know somebody who I think was going through that a little bit. And then, but we also had Jasmine here last week again, who shared, like she has been on dates and men have clearly said to her face, just outright, like, you're my type. And then when she's like, what does that mean? Even though she already knows what they're going to say, light skin, curly hair. And then she gets up from the date and walks out. So yes, people I think are coloring up, uh, coloring up, <laughs> covering up um, colorism with preference. And it's, it's all over, baby. <laughs> I feel like we've experienced that, I feel like in middle school and high school, even in college, like you ain't got to be, I'm not your side chick. And then you want to go in public and be with someone who is a completely different race or who's lighter than me. Like, I feel like, especially darker tone women, women, I'm not saying like lighter women don't have a problem with this either, but darker tone women definitely are always like someone's concubine or someone. Not a concubine. No, but for real, are always like in the background or like someone they would rather sleep with, but they don't want to be seen with in person. And I've seen that countlessly for a lot of men. Yes, I 100% agree. And I think that's... Half of my dark skinned friends have light skinned men. Just make it make sense. Or light or white men. Like or Hispanic men. Like there's one percent who literally has a full black man. This is very true. Like, and I think I guess my like dating history is a good example. When we're talk we'll talk about dating history and things when our when we decide to go back and talk about dates and stuff. But um I dated dark skinned men up until maybe Mm, sophomore year of college and it was just the treatment like the consistent bashing of me and like cheating on me and treating me badly and then I just stopped dating dark-skinned men because I didn't feel valued now I'm not saying my light-skinned ex did me any better (laughs) but um I think just seeing like how some of my friends were able to navigate and get through it with darker skin tone men. And, you know, they ended up with someone of a lighter skin tone and even, you know, a different race. It just makes you think as a darker skinned woman, like, you know, I'm not valued here. They don't want to be seen with me. They treat me bad. They, like, would prefer to go be with someone else and hide me in the background. Why am I sitting here putting myself through all this trouble and turmoil when I could go be getting treated white by somebody else. Yes, and girl, I hate to put my ex on the spot, but <laughs> before me, all he dated was lighter tone women. 
And that's a problem for me. And that was a red flag I did not notice until we were deep in it. But I was like, that's weird. That's a question I always ask. I'm not going to lie to anybody. That is a question I ask very, like, openly. I'm like, have you dated dark-skinned women? And when I say dark-skinned, I mean dark as me or darker. Yeah. That's not a question you think to ask. I, my real question is, have you dated black women, period? But just to see, like, that's something I feel like people don't really talk about or ask. Because it's not like, if you tell me you date black women, that's that's cool with me. Like, you don't really go into the Pacifics. You're just like, oh, I'm happy you like yourself and you like yeah. your culture and you like the people who are within your culture. But, like, diving deep into colors because there's always a reason for that. Yes. And I'm not saying, like, my ex hated me. We were both toxic to each other. And we had some very loving times. And he never showed me, like, a, a difference. Yeah. But still, that's, like, a little awkward. Like, you've only dated lighter tone. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And, and I just made the cut... For some other reason. that girl. <laughs> like that hair behind the ear. Um, no, I think when we talk about this, we have to realize that men, especially African-American men, don't have the same graces of growing up and being told that, you know, their skin is beautiful at times and things yeah. of that nature. So that internalized, like, you know, well, the black girls in middle school, and you know they be holding on to stuff since middle school. They told me that I was big and black and that they wouldn't date me because I was too dark. So that one girl in the sixth grade ruined it for the rest of us. You know? You know? But I think when it comes down to it, like, why? What is the reason? Because I've never heard any good reason as to why um, anyone doesn't date, like, their own race. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have to work on myself, too. Because, like, I always... And that's just because of middle school and the trauma, like, I've been through. Like, when in my younger mind, I used to think, yeah, light-skinned people do have privilege. Light-skinned women do have privilege. Like, you keep saying I'm all these bad things, but you never say it about them. So there is a privilege that they have. Mm-hmm. Even when my brother told me his girlfriend was a black woman, dark-skinned black woman, I was like, yippee kai I was excited. <laughs> Me too. And that's like, obviously, I would have still liked her if she was of lighter tone. But I just feel like we get put down so much. And especially at that age group like that he's in, you just feel like sometimes that the lighter tone women are valued more. Yes. So for him to know, though. But I also think, like... Because I am dark skinned and my mother is, like, that's beautiful to him. That's all he's been around. That's all he knows. Mm -hmm. And so for some men, too, I also think that, too, like, they date who they're around. They date who their mother looks like. Yes. Um, So it can come off as colorism, but it really is just, like, that's just what I think is beautiful. beautiful. Yes, which is perfectly, totally fine. But when it comes down to the ones who are just, like, their moms are dark skinned. Bruh, that that gets me every time. They, they be bashing black women. They bash dark-skinned women. They bash any woman who is not light-skinned, curly hair, or, like, exotic. Dude. I hate that term. And I, Oh, my gosh. People were saying that to me in Miami the whole time we were there. I was like, that is some weird-ish. I'm not an animal. But we've also seen it the reverse way, too. Like, a dark-skinned man hating dark-skinned women and hating his own culture. It's so awkward. 
It's just again, so weird. I think it's something like when we talk about preferences and colorism and we talk about, you know, just colorism in general, where does this stem from? Like, why do you hate yourself so much? Especially when, mm-hmm. you know, we as a culture are trying to be on the up and up and accept all different types and shades and um, intersectionality of black. Yes. So, like, and where we could- does that stem from? Right. I was going to say, we could always blame it on our past, as we usually do. But like Jasmine said in our last episode, like, we cannot keep blaming everything on the past. Like, you're in a new generation, you're in a new age, you have new information. Like, it's time to step them cookies up. Love everybody. Literally. That's a good segue, though. So let's get into some ways um, that we can stop colorism. So the first is educate yourself. Just, Just educate yourself on colorism and how it differs in different communities. Because like we said earlier, it looks different for every community. But colorism is throughout. But how can we stop that? How can we acknowledge each other and be one with one another? Just pick up a book. Learn. Listen to, (laughs) I would say also listen to the people who are of darker skin tone comparatively to you or someone who is, you know, just just in that different race and they are darker just sit down and listen to their experience you don't always have to like rebuttal or anything like that just sit down and listen and try to put yourself in their shoes to understand what it is like to be a darker skin tone hispanic a darker skin tone uh, indian a darker skin tone even a darker skin tone white person is treated differently than a lighter, fair-skinned white person. I would say even in reverse, too, like, your lighter friends go through things, too, unseen and unheard. Um, I think when we think about colorism, we always think about the darker shade, because essentially, even in the definition, that's what it is. But, like, it does happen in reverse, too. Like, I was talking to one of our friends, and she felt the opposite. She felt like darker-toned women were more beautiful and that, like, were desired more and, like... Just our skin tone and how smooth it is. Like, she's just going on and on. I was just like, oh, I never even thought of it like that. So, just think about your community. Pick up a book. Educate yourself. Talk to each other. Understand each other's differences. Mm-hmm. Um, the next point is address it and call it out. If someone is saying something that is colorist or being colorist or acting colorist, like, address it. Nip it in the butt. Don't laugh at it. Don't, like, you know go along with it because you don't want to be a party pooper you don't want to kill the vibe kill that vibe did it kill it all the way just like how we feel about racism kill the colorism period poo the next one is to normalize differences live your life in color you should be looking at things that have different varieties of people textures hair colors everything you should normalize that because that that's our world. There is no just black and white. There's all shades in between and you need to make yourself familiar with that. Don't, if you're in a space where they are just showing white people, lighter tone people, or just dark people, you need to ask yourself, is this the space I'm supposed to be in? And especially in this influencer culture, you could be going to all these brand events and stuff. And they don't represent who you truly are. Maybe you got chosen because you have the top followers and all that good stuff. But, like, if this is something that's not representing everyone, let's not be a part of it. Literally. And I think the one biggest thing that what you're saying, see see color. Stop saying you're freaking, I I don't see color. Stop saying that shit. (laughs) I hate when people say that. I hate when people say that. Like, no. 
to see my color is to understand my everyday struggle. Yes. Like, see I, ooh, I, we, I, hate, I can't stand when people say that. I don't see color. I feel like everyone's equal. Well, this is the real world, honey, and they're not. We are not all equal. We're not all equal. We're not even equal in our own communities. Okay. So, open your eyes. And understand that there are different shades and different struggles for every person. Ew. So, please see <laughs> see the damn color, okay? <laughs> God, no, that, that really grinds my gears. I'm like, why would you say that? Like, I hear, I understand where you got that from, but it's not correct. At all. And I think it's no. like, no shade to the older generation, but that's something that they love to say. Right. Oh, I, I don't see color. What do you see? Is what what are you seeing? Do you are you a dog? Do you see in black and white? Because black and white are still colors. Oh my gosh! Good lord, <laughs> that grinds my gears. That gets me every girl. time. That gets me every time. Ooh wee! And then lastly, empower and uplift all communities of colors in all shades. Yes. Like hype, hype your community up. Hype any like Issa Rae say. I'm rooting for anyone that's black. Bruh, it I don't really, matter what shade of black you are. I'm rooting for everyone black. I am rooting for everyone who is making change in this world, good change. I'm rooting for everybody who is beautiful, who thinks they're not beautiful, who's struggling, who ain't struggling, who rich and poor. Get it how you live, baby. Okay. As long as you're doing good by the next person next to you, that's all that really matters. Yes. Empower each other. Lift your brothers up. Especially, men, we're talking to you. Like, Uh-oh. hype your brother up. Hype your homie up. Give him a hug. Pat him on the back. Yeah, give him a hug. Pat him on the back. Like, you know, just allow them to be leveled up. And I think as when you see, like, men in different groups, like, You'll see them kind of starting to intermingle, but you always hear that, oh, you know, he light-skinned. He got light-skinned tendencies. Oh, he dark-skinned. Like, oh, you acting like real Drake right now. Like, you know, hype your brother up. Let him be a light-skinned man. Let your brother be a dark-skinned man. Okay. Hype them up, men. There's this um, YouTube series, I think it's called, like, In the Kitchen, but it's, like, with black celebrities that come together, different ones, different uh, class lists, like A-list, C-list celebrities, whatever, influencers, who come together at a table and one of them cooks for everyone because one of them's a chef. Um, and then they talk about the differences and that's something that, um, I forget his name, but he's the brother on um, Blackish and Grownish, the lighter, t- oh, junior, junior, whatever his name is. But that's not his real name. But anyway, he was just talking, he was sitting at a group of, all dark-skinned black men and that was his struggle just saying like people always tell me i'm not black i'm not black i'm not black and i'm like that would grind my gears like that would grind my gears so don't forget to love on one another share the experiences with one another because like we're all going through something regardless of our shade and again we are all the way from literally albino to blue black to dark skin people and everything is beautiful and even non-black races are from albino to yes they so would, whatever their dark you would shade think is. they're black like whatever yes yes i've seen some people some of my indian friends and family i'd be like some especially here in texas you'll be confused, confused like confused as are you indian <laughs> You're black. Are you Hispanic? Are you black? Are you Afro-Latino? I don't want to offend right, you. Please let me know. I think that's so beautiful. 
I confused all Yeah, because <laughs> we were just talking about so many <laughs> No, things. I think that's, like, I think it's so beautiful that, like, each culture is, like, can have a dark and, a, like, a darker shade person and a lighter shade. Um, and they're just, it's just so beautiful to see in person. Um, like, when we're walking around, I see, like, a darker tone Indian next to their lighter tone maybe family member. I think that's so beautiful. I We have a painting in our hotel, and mm-hmm. it's a, this, a lineage painting, a story of, like, this family where it started off, you see, I think you've seen it, but um, you see the matriarchy, the mom and the dad, and then how it disperses, and it gets darker and darker and darker. Yeah. And it's just, like, you just see the difference in, like, how this one bloodline just changed drastically, and it, like, they embrace it, and they love it. Yes, I love that. I love that. Almost said something ignorant. I'm just sneak it in there, but that's for y'all to figure out. Because I love them. I love their show. But they're not staying Armenian. Oh, yeah, no. Them kids? No, nah, them kids. That's going to be a black TV that's show. That's going to be a black TV show. I real think, soon. I think it's the same for, I mean, it's just like the other ones. He started off real black and now it's real right. My girl <laughs> wants to party all the time. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Miss Richard who just got married. Yes. You, I was like, no, they're not black. And then they're like, what? I'm like, not as they daddy. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's their biological daddy. I'm like, God, no. <laughs> but that's like, the embrace that. That's so beautiful. But that just goes to show, like, we literally come in every oh, shape. <laughs> Especially that family line. you like, yes. oh, you know, Ooh, sometimes you just lose the ink. But that touch <laughs> that touches on something else too. But we gonna leave that there. That's for another. We gonna leave that there. But I hope y'all enjoyed this late night episode about colorism. I really um, I'm going to do my part in just listening to people better about our struggles, and I feel like I'm always reminding, or we're always reminding each other, like our skin matters. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it matters to other people in harsh ways, but also like our skin is beautiful. No matter what shade you come in, how you look, how you come, like, as long as you're making change, yes. that's all that matters, baby. And I think if you really want to understand a little bit more about colorism, um, if you want, like, a movie reference, mm-hmm. The Passing on, on Netflix, Netflix is a really good, it's a really good movie, although it's in black and white, um, if you really sit down and pay attention, then also read the book. Yes. The book is great. Um, it'll give a little bit more of touch into early colorism in like the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties time frame for African Americans and what that looked like. Or even Lee Daniels the butler, uh, because Mariah Carey plays a lighter tone slave and she's always uh the one being sexually abused or drug into the house, um, while her darker husband and son are left outside, so that also plays into the colors of the game as well. So, yeah, get educated, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, y'all know what's going to happen. Another break. It's time to seek the Lord, and then we'll be right back. One of the actions we will always take is seeking the Lord and getting closer to Him. And at the end of each episode, we provide you all with a Bible verse, hoping to encourage you. That's why we are excited to collaborate with Seek Jesus. Seek Jesus is an apparel brand that seeks to spread the gospel of Christ throughout the world. 
and with every purchase, a portion of the sale is donated towards several different mission fields. If you want to purchase good quality Christian apparel, head over to Seek Jesus and use the code The Black Girl Journey at checkout. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Proverbs 8 and 17. Seek Jesus! Thanks for seeking Jesus. You can also get 25% off on apparel on seekjesus.com. Just enter the Black Girl Journey code <laughs> and then the checkout. Yay, yay, yay. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, it's also in the link in bio on Instagram. Please go check out our Instagram. Bruh. Hype click a click. Hype us up. We still would like you to rate it. <laughs> We won't go too deep into that, but I will say we are in a new country, Where Romania. Who do we know in Romania? I have no idea. Well, shout out to the brothers and sisters in Romania. Romania right. And you know all of our brothers and sisters. Okay, whoever you are, whoever you look like, thank you. I wonder what we sound like in these different languages. Me too. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe you could change it on your Apple study. No, because I'll never remember to change it back, and then my phone will be stuck. Literally, okay, so my parents gracefully bought me a new Roku this week, which is so grateful, very thankful for them. That thing came to me in German. I could not figure out for the life of me for like three hours how to change it to English. And I was here by myself. That's why you gotta try an easy one. I was here by like myself. Spanish or something that we kind of get. But it was just, it no, it literally, when I plugged it in. Girl, you understand, though, no, that's not German. I was going to say, we shot with Ikea. That's Swedish. Swedish, I know. It's Swedish, that's different. But it was straight Deutsch, and I was like, ooh, I had to Google how to change Well, anyway, however we sound in your native tongue, thanks for being a part of this journey. We really do appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into... Our black talk, because as you guys know, um, it's Black History Month again, and instead of doing ratings and reviews, we are trying to interact with y'all in a different way, and y'all have been eating it up, I will say. I will say conversations get started about our Jezzy talks, or what we're currently doing, which is black talk for Black History Month, so yay. So this week, we are going to discuss the new movie, Mia Couple. Ah, ooh, Tyler. Ooh, Tyler. You had me clutching my imaginary pearls. Same. First of all, me and Jesse are like investigators because within the first at least 15 minutes, we figured out the plot. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but like we were like, we already know what's going down. I'm not going to give you too much details if you haven't watched it, but like we already knew what was going to happen. Yes, but... As for the cast, I think everyone did a really great job. Okay. Um, I would have snatched the mama's wig off cancer or no cancer. First of all, please make Miss Mississippi stand up for herself in one show. Please. <laughs> please. If you guys don't know who Miss Mississippi is, it's from P-Valley. Her name, her real name is Shannon, correct? Shannon, yeah. Yes, um, Shannon. She plays um, a character in Mia Cupola. Um, and I just, I just want her to be a stronger character. I she's she can, I know she she can play these roles out. She does such a good job. I'm just like the next role she get though. I need to be standing on her two feet. Yes, uh, I need I need a little bit more character development for her. That's just because like I'm so stuck on Miss Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know her as. So yeah. I'm like, girl. Yeah, but Kelly, girl. Now we talking to you, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, uh... you ate up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's rolling if you're nasty. Okay, <laughs> motivation. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey. 
I was like, Auntie, don't do that. I was sitting up in here. I said, Ooh, they on that brown. That brown look of make things go down. I said, you, Not the hot wax and the paints. Oh, gosh. It was so erotic. Not the records. You know, I love a vinyl. Don't Literally, vinyl I really on. do think this was like Tyler, Tyler Perry's tiptoe back into, you know, if you guys don't remember, Tyler Perry also produced the movie Temptation. That was very movie. erotic as well. I think he's trying to write them Zane books. <laughs> I think Tyler Perry trying to get into his Zane Chronicles bag. I was just like, oh, so one of the one of the scenes is real racy. You like yeah. on Netflix? <laughs> you gotta make sure that parental control on. Okay, hold on, hold on. But I do think Kelly did a good job. Yes. She did a really good job, and her supporting uh, co-host did a good job as well. So sir, I think his name is Trevante Rhodes. Oh, okay. Yes, he did. He, he you did phenomenal, baby. <laughs> Good work. You did phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Yes, I will say I've heard mixed reviews on the movie. So I mean, to each his own. I think we liked it. Um, well, I'll speak for myself. I liked it because Kelly Rowland was in it. She did a really good job. The plot was decent. Um, it was just good to see something new and new, you know, black actors and actresses in a movie. So it was just a fun flick. Yeah, it was very much so like a action drama lust movie. But I do wish I, I enjoyed the movie all in all. But I do wish it was a little bit longer so he yes. could thicken up the plot a little bit, like make the movie fuller. Yes, I don't know. The movie was, what, about an hour? Yeah, like an hour 30. I'm like, I'm here for two if we want to thicken the plot. Like, okay. Give us two hours if give it's going to get juicy. Give us the director's cut. Okay. Yeah, y'all go watch that. Watch it with the lights on. Uh, like we told our friend, please watch it with the lights on. Do not watch it too late at night if you are on your journey trying to be with the Lord in celibacy. Yes, don't do that. Just hold your purse. And that's just being honest, okay? We're honest girlies on this podcast. And we are journeying to meet our husband, so you can't just be watching stuff like that. It, it, it gets you revved up. It'll grind you. <laughs> On the way. Sorry, I just <laughs> went back to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the? Oh my gosh, no, we have this very funny. No, we can't say. We're not going to say, but just know, he was revving that into that phone at Okay. So you can't have no push to start all the time. You got to warm the car up, okay, push the look, gas a little bit. You know, be a 1997 Turn Toyota the heat Corolla. On. Get heated heat up. Be a Toyota Corolla in the Colorado winter. Make okay. sure you get heated up. If you know, you know. Yes, again, just watch the movie and watch it in the day. Yeah. I said Kelly. It was, it was, ooh, it was a lot for me. I was just like, I just like, I love that uh, she can do that, and you know, obviously she has a husband, but like, that that makes it even better. Like your acting skills are so, so good. good. And then it's just like this small. If we could talk about the male counterparts, Trevante Rhodes, um, the energy that he gave off playing that character, his character, like it was very much so. I don't care if you got a man. Okay, he was... I know, he's not a good man. He was touching the cusp of her back in front of her husband. I would have fell out. Something about Jesse's back just gets her. I would have fell out. Mind you, we watched that movie twice, and every time the man touches her back, he barely touched just a slight little caress. It was the energy coming from it. He was like, hey, baby. (laughs) That would take me out. 
I would have flew back like no other. It's the way you touched the <sighs> the nape of my back. I think that's and what made the movie like fun <laughs> in that way is that like you caught all those glimpses and those moments and they put it on scene so you could actually feel it though too. Like him touching her back, him touching her neck or like her putting her hands like in certain places. Like they made you feel the scenes. They made you feel the scenes. <laughs> Baby, the way I would have just, I would have slid down the wall. Listen, like, Tyler, I don't know what you're trying to get into. Because if y'all watch Zatima or like season three of Sisters, where Zatima or Zach and Fatima start to meet up, they something be. is different. And Zatima, they be having Going a relationship. Like, he be beating her doonies down. I cannot. Busting them doonies down. I'm just like, oh my word. I'm like, Tyler, I don't know what you're trying to get into. But we went from mad black woman <laughs> to, to <laughs> busting your doonies down like, to what? shows about strippers. Like, what? And, it's ooh, going on. And don't watch all the Queen's men because that's all they do on there is have sex and shoot guns. But that, that, that show was good. I will say that plot thickens every time. And I'm always surprised. <gasps> we haven't watched the new episode We have not watched week. the new oh episode this week. But you, you y'all, y'all get into that be a couple. <laughs> um, if y'all want to read a book. We thought about this, but we're going to let y'all do a little poll. Since Tyler Perry's trying yeah, to get yeah. into them Zane Chronicle books, do y'all want to read a book with us on Zane <laughs> Do you want to read a book? Do y'all want to read the Zane Chronicles? We can start a little book club. We can do a little something. The idea would be for us to all get the same book. Okay, we'll read it. We'll post, like, maybe chapter updates. Maybe we can have a little Zoom meeting. <laughs> About how we're feeling about the book. Yeah. Like a little writing section to get into it. And then we're just going to share the story and how it made us feel. Yeah. And then we'll go to bed peacefully. I've never okay. even like read the back of a Zane book. I haven't either, but I heard they're real raunchy. I heard it's real racy. Real, get your get your engine going <laughs> i guess maybe we'll go we'll go and look to see what's available we'll post the link like if it's on amazon barnes and noble where you can get it for a good price if you're into audible if you're an audible girly if you if it's on audible yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see <laughs> anywho <laughs> let's get into the creator shout out so again it is still black history month and last week, we did our favorite black country artists. And this week, I am just reintroducing the people we have shouted, shouted out on our um, Instagram who are all black and brown, wonderful people, black people making history, your own generation. So let's lift them up again. Let's show them some kudos. So the first one is Chief Miller, who is the CEO of C. Miller Media. Chief is a photographer and videographer who takes beautiful photos and videos of black and brown women and men. His work consists of business photos, graduation photos, portrait, boudoir, and more. He took my graduation photos, y'all. So if you're wondering, that is who took them, and he did such a great job. He did do an amazing job. Shout out to you. Yes, black people make you black history. Okay, the next one, who is, uh, mind you, these are all on our page, but I'll repost them again like I did the first batch. But the second person is Taya, the girlie's favorite lash tech. Taya is the CEO of Lashed by Taya, and she is um, my favorite lash tech. She's my lash tech. <laughs> Taya offers hybrid volume classic tint and lift sets. 
Everyone who leaves her studio feels even more beautiful than they came in. And she is located in Dallas, Texas. Big D town. Black girls making history. Okay, to follow that up, we have Darnell Thompson, the CEO of Zero Dollars Clothing, a clothing brand that reminds and encourages others not to let money or the world change them because at the end of the day, it takes zero dollars to be yourself. Okay, we love that. Hey, look, don't let that money change you. Stand on business, black people. Big business. Following that, we have three black men who are the founders of BVP Coffee Corporation. And that is Bass, who we shouted out first time. He is one of the co-owners, Gary Johnson and Alex Jeffrey. Um, BVP Coffee provides single origin coffee and unique blends from all around the world, bringing communities together through stories of global travel, entrepreneurship, and collaboration. In the spirit of innovation, BVP uses unique air roasting technology to, li- to deliver the smoothest, freshest coffee you've ever tasted. Air roasting is cleaner, more environmentally friendly, and produces a less bitter taste than traditional roasting. And every time you buy one of their bags, um, a portion of it goes to an HBCU student. So get in there. They recently just got, I think, two grants, too. So shout out to them. Yeah. And then the last for this week, and I feel like because... I didn't make it through all of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do a second one on Thursday. Just so before we wrap up Black History Month, you would have known all the black people we shouted out. Okay, because we're making history. until March. I don't know. End of March. I don't know what nobody's talking about. And you're right. History. Okay, so maybe we'll just go into March. I'm we'll going just, to the end of March. Because we have more people. But the last creative shout out that we are re-shouting out is Tiana Porter, your favorite Denver beautician. There Tiana- you go. <laughs> there you go. Tiana does everything from extensions, wig installations, color, hair treatments, relaxes, braids, haircuts, and even brows. Facial waxing, too. She makes women of color feel confident, beautiful, and reminds them to wear our crowns with pride. So shout out to our five creators. Shout out to we have shouted it out in the past. But we are reintroducing to you because Black History Matters and we are making Black History right in our own community. Amen. Amen. Shout it. Amen. All righty, y'all. And you know, it is our favorite time of the podcast. Are there any prayer requests this week? No. Don't be shy, though, y'all. Is it my turn to pray? No, it's my turn, but you should pray. Okay. I'll pray because you're tired. I got you. I just said all the words. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to go just a quick prayer today. All right. Because I'm a little sleepy. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. 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 So sorry. So sorry, Lord. Um, dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings of this week, the promotions, the new life, and welcoming baby journey into this world. As we go into this next week and into the beginning of March, God, we ask that you make your vision and ideas for our lives plain and blatantly clear, God. And please direct our steps and keep us safe. In your son Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wonderful. <laughs> Yo, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. All right, you guys. So I'm going to end this on a strong note. We're coming from Romans chapter 8. Romans. Roman. No, no, no. No, no, not that Roman. No. 
No, no. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. So as you go through your week and you learn more about colorism and fight and battle against all the things that not only lighter-skinned people go through, but darker-skinned people, not just black, but white, Hispanic, Indian, all ethnicities. Remember, if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. <laughs> That's how Angela Bassett said on. Yeah, she said, like, if God is for you, who can be against you? Okay. I said amen. Alrighty. <laughs> Have a great week, you yes, guys. Yes, we love y'all. Au revoir. Ta-ta for now. Bye.